to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, the number one best-selling author of Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a holistic approach, evolutionary healer, and navigating the clickety-clack, how to stay peace-filled in a seemingly toxic world. And I'm thrilled that you're here with me today. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I'm also thrilled to share that my Sensitivity is Your Superpower book is launching December 10th, where I teach you how to connect with Zero Point, learn divine muscle testing, transformational telepathy, perception kung fu, weather magic, Remote energy healing, to name a few. So if uh, you're not on my mailing list, you may want to get on my mailing list because we are going to do a launch special. Um, Lots of free gifts from many of my colleagues and friends as part of the book launch celebration. We're going to have a book launch party. So that's on December 10th, 2020. And you can get on my mailing list by getting the free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, The Three Ways of Navigating Your Way to More Peace, Positivity, and Personal Power so you can live the life of your dreams and fulfill your mission. And you can get that at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. All one word, SensitiveSoulGuide.com. All right. So uh, today is a very interesting day because we are going to be interviewing James Sinclair of the amazing movie called The Grand Self Movie. So check it out at GrandSelfMovie.com. And I just finished um, watching it yesterday. I always love to to watch things like right before I connect with uh, our guests and um, I really enjoyed it. And I got to be honest at first I thought, Oh boy, two hours. Can I spend two hours? <laughs> Cause I'm so busy and I, I you know, but I got to tell you, I just kept enjoying it. Like as I got into the movie, got more and more and more and more enjoyment. So there's so many different layers of it. So I'm super excited about that. And um, uh, so check it out. I also have been, Quoting the What If movie um, for quite a number of um, years now related to various things in that. So that's another great movie to check it out. And today, uh, James and I are going to talk about, um, you know, personal transformation and how our limiting concepts and beliefs about ourselves can really affect our everyday life and how we manifest our future reality, which uh, I love um, sharing with my light warriors, um, you know, help and support related to that. And so there's so many of my tribe that are highly sensitive people who know they have um, a bigger mission and they're really called to be part of that mission, but they're still suffering from a lot of symptoms related to feeling too much. And some of that includes feeling their alternate lives or what we call your so-called past lives, parallel lives. And uh, James himself has had some very, very interesting, uh, um, you know, experiences related to that, um, but also people are tuning in because they want to know, hey, can I grow a new body? Can I repair my teeth? Because, uh, you know, half the teeth in my head are, you know, no longer there. And all these amazing things that we would love to be able to do on some level know that we can do them. So um, James has interviewed like metaphysicians and philosophers, neuroscientists, psychologists, cell biologists, physicians, you know, other leading experts in order to discover and utilize the latest cutting edge techniques that reprogram our subconscious mind and bring permanent transformation to ourselves. And he's had an amazing journey uh, finding the most effective methods of transformation, which took him all around the world from churches to monasteries to ashrams, uh, living with and sharing with some of the most uh, advanced saints, sages, and masters. So without further ado, hi, James. (laughs) Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, thank you so much for for spending time with us today. And uh, I know you're a busy guy, um, but I just 
you know, love to share wisdom um, from, you know, other teachers and masters. And I think your movies are really transformational. So thank you, thank you, thank you for creating them. Well, well, you're very welcome. And thank you, too. And thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Um, I did want to just share with folks that are listening live on the radio show that if you, you know, you're listening in to James and I talk, and if you have a burning question or you'd like to comment, you can do so on the chat or you could call in and raise your hand. The number is 818-514-1190 and hit one so we know your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190 and hit one. Okay, so let's get started. Now, James, one of the things that I love um, asking my guests is really about their journey, and yours is so very interesting um, because I have to say that many of us in the you know realm of you know highly sensitive people who know we have a bigger mission, some of us can be even um, how do I say envious or jealous even of people who have this amazing awakening, and you have this very very at a very young age of this awakening and knowing, connecting with oneness and source and realizing all the potential. uh, But then it went away. Um, So could you kind of walk us through your experience and how you got to be where you are today through that awakening experience with, like I said, with most people wishing that they had that. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, I actually feel that we all, like none of us are different that have had awakening experiences. I think it's there for all of us. It's just, it's just available to the matter of, uh, of degree that will allow it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think it's, I really feel that, that, it, that it's there for all of us. And so, you know, in my experience and, and how the film starts out, you know, I was, I was just a teenager that, like a lot of teenagers that had horrible self-esteem and a horrible self-image and um, you know, and it was reflected in my relationship. So the movie starts off with a heartbreak, <laughs> you know, and, right. and it was in, it was in my face and it was like, it was like, why does this hurt so much? And it was like, it hurt so much because it's like, this is, it was the, it was rejection and that, reject, that rejection triggered what I feared to be true about myself, that I was always trying to hide from others and uh, not wanting to admit even to myself that I didn't love myself, that I didn't feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, most of us would be like, um, we prefer having a, an awakening at a convenient time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, out of that, out of that pain, you know, I, I was like praying, begging, you know, it's just like, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And really more accurately, it was, I don't want to be me anymore. I don't want to feel like this. It's just awful. There must be more. And then, you know, a short time after that, my mom on Valentine's Day, you know, gave me this book. Uh, called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And uh, for whatever reason, I felt drawn to read it. And you know, Karen, as I was reading it, everything resonated with me on this deep level. It's just like he had a string of letters after his name, PhD and whatever else. And I, you know, so intellectually, I kind of thought, this guy is more intelligent than my teachers, my principal and my my parents. (laughs) And uh, 
So it's like, you know, as I started reading it and it was filled with, you know, scientific evidence, evidence-based science. And, uh, but beyond that, there was this resonance. I was like, I, I, I was just vibing it. It was like, wow, you know, this is truth. And, um, and, you know, as I, read, as I read through the book, you know, he's had one statement that has stuck with me my whole life. He's like, reading this book will not change your life, but applying the principles in such a way that you work with them until you see results will be life-changing. And it was like, wow, you know, it was like, this is it for me. It felt like, it, like I was answered. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, in the movie you share about the, I, I have to say an incredible amount of what seemed like discipline as a, as a very young age, you just kind of went all in and said, okay, if this is, I'm going to do this, you know? And, and so how you were embodying, well, I, I call it in my training, embodying your new reality. So you're embodying that future reality and taking whatever was happening right now and realizing, Hey, that was my past energies. Uh, and frequencies like causing the current reality. So I'm not going to focus on the current reality and what I don't like. I'm going to focus my energies and embodying what I am creating. And then you did that, that, which is amazing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, the discipline, it didn't feel so much like discipline, discipline, maybe a little, but I was so inspired. I was so inspired that it was like, yeah, you know, and some of the other points that really stood out to me in the book was that the reason your life is the way it is, is because of your predominant thoughts and feelings and beliefs about yourself. And, and so the first, my first kind of aha moment was I, I, I could see a correlation between how I've been thinking and, and how my life looked. And it was like, wow, I've been thinking ter- horribly about myself. And of course, everything in my life reflects that. And I was like, and I can change it. And so I think that was the first thing. And so I was so inspired to be kind of quote unquote disciplined. I was just excited. And, you know, so I started, I started applying the principles and I love how you call it embodying, you know, your new reality or your reality, because that's really what it's about. Um, you know, the truth is, as you well know, that right now we are limitless beings. We are everything we've ever imagined. We are actually perfect and whole and complete. And, and that's who we are. But our limiting beliefs cover that up. You know, it, it, it's, just like, it's just like we're this incredible diamond. And, you know, a lot of masters use this analogy. We're this incredible diamond, but, it, you know, it's, it's in the mud. And so, you know, you pick it up and it feels like it's just worth these clumps of mud. But as we begin to wipe off the mud, there's this gleaming diamond shining through. And the mud is our conditioning. And mm. that's it. But we, we so much have been conditioned to identify with ourselves as the mud. So most of us are going around, and I was too at that age especially, you know, going around thinking that we're mud, that we're dirt and believing it and not realizing that that's our conditioning and we can wipe off the mud, you know? And so how we do that, as you know, is, is, is to embody, um, our, you know, our true self, who we really are and, and to give more attention to that than the outer or what we've created. 
so you know you, you're asking what the process was so I went right into thinking and feeling and believing that I really was worthy magnificent lovable a good person likable all of these things that I wanted in my life you know uh, at that time I wasn't too focused on you know a high school student wasn't too focused on money or, or those things you know I was taking care of as a teenager but is what I wanted to change with how I felt about myself and so I did that and I did that over and over and over and you know what for a long time, I saw, I didn't see a change in my outer reality. Nothing was changing. <laughs> and, okay, how long is long here? <laughs> like a well, well, you know what? It, it was, it was well into, uh, into months. Months and months went by. Okay. And I wasn't, I wasn't seeing, but I still believed in the reality that I was living in my mind, and and I was aware, and and the book taught me very well that you know. What we're seeing in the reality is a reflection of our old beliefs. And now as you're giving your subconscious new programming, you will eventually see those beliefs reflected, but it could take some time to show up in your reality. And the way I like to describe that is like a fan. You know, if you, and we say this in the movie, Uh if if you unplug a fan, you know, from the power source, the blades are still going to turn for a little while, you know, and, and that's just kind of like how, how the old reality is. And really, you, you know, I, I, even a, a more highly evolved answer to that is a lot of people ask, how long does it take? You know, is, is there this, does it have to take 20, 30 days, 21 days or 40 days or anything like that? And, you know, the answer is, in a higher understanding, we're timeless beings. We invented this perception of time. And so there is no time. So, so, but we can relate to time. And I think the quote unquote time it takes to change is as long as it takes for us to accept that about ourselves. And some people have had such powerful awakenings, you know, that in visions they've been touched by God or whatever it is and, and healed instantly changed instantly their entire reality changed instantly and that is possible for all of us and for me you know it took me a while it took me quite a while to change and um but as what started happening is i started to feel different about myself and it was gradual and incremental i i would look in the mirror and i would be like okay maybe maybe i'm not so terrible maybe i'm not so bad and that was like, that was movement for me, you know? Mm. And then it was like, I would look in the mirror and it's like, you know, I'm starting to feel more likable, more, more. And I was living this reality in my mind and not seeing anything on the outside change for a while, but I, I stuck with it. And then eventually I saw everything in my reality change and, you know, more money came, more abundance came. I wasn't even focused on that, but I was loving myself. And it was incredible. And, and I, I was struggling in school every year. I mean, almost every year, you know, the school would have a meeting with my parents. And it's like, he passed, he passed, but barely, you know, should we hold him back this year? Should we, you know, what should we do? And, and it was like, and I became an A student with studying less, you know? And it was wow. like, and then eventually I went to, I was transferred to, to a more highly academic school. 
and um, I went Tuesdays and Thursdays only, and I got like 60 credits done in a year, going two days a week. The rest of the time I was playing tennis because I was in the flow and everything was wow. flowing for me. And um, and you know the way uh, girls responded to me, you know, which was so huge <laughs> at that time, you, you know, drastically changed. I attracted friends that were more in harmony, you know, with loving myself and and existing friends changed. It was really beautiful it was like you know like the secret movies like everything in my reality changed but um as the movie progresses something so much greater than this happened and that's when I became aware you know as I was changing my thoughts and feelings and beliefs about myself I became aware of this infinite presence that was always in and through me and in everyone and that that became more powerful than anything else, anything on the outer. Mm. Well, you know, and you have some really great analogies and metaphors in you know in the movie as well. And, and one of my favorites is about the sun. Like the sun is always shining, and my husband likes to point that out when I say, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, I wish the sun would come out." And he goes, he always kind of quips, uh, "The sun's always out. It's just the clouds are in front of it, and you can't see." It. Right. Like, oh, I know that. But, you know, but but it's just my languaging. Right. He just kind of, you know, yeah. wanted me a little bit that way. It's just funny. But yeah. And, and, and I love that analogy, how you have, hey, the sun's always shining. You know, it's always there. The yeah. presence of connection is always there. But there may be clouds <laughs> that are covering it. and You don't even think it's there because you can't see it. Um, and uh, that, that faith and trust that it's there. And, and so you have, and the fan analogy too, I loved that. Absolutely. I, I hope you don't mind if I quote you on that one, because I <laughs> love that, 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 yeah. So you, yeah, you know, unplug the energy from the fan, but the fan keeps going for a while. So I, I know some of us who have somewhat of a sense of memories of our other lives, especially as, you know, light beings or as high level intelligent star seeds. Now that we're human, sometimes we have frustration, James, because we're like, well, we used to be able to instantly heal. So what the heck? Right? Like, why can't we do yeah. it now? Right? Why can't I grow another set of heat? Right? And so there's some frustration. I mean, there's people that don't even believe that can happen at all. Right? And then there's those of us who are like, I believe it. And I believe it. But I, I, I can't, quote unquote, can't seem to do it right now. Right? And so there's some frustration. So maybe you have some advice for, you know, some of us sensitive souls who believe consciously, you know, but um, aren't able, at least for now, to manifest uh, or at least push the divine timing to faster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? Like even when when I was in the process of changing my thoughts and and feelings and beliefs about myself and not seeing any of the results yet, you know, I had challenges. And of course the movie's only, you know, it was already two hours, so we couldn't put everything in. But, you know, one of the greatest challenges that I went through during that that time of of working on, on changing myself was, you know, my teeth. I, I had to go to the dentist and I needed like four root canals. And I was just like, you know, I was like, no matter what's going on in this reality, I refuse to give it my attention. So yes, I had to go. Yes, I had to have my mouth open and, and be getting these root canals or endos, whatever they were called. And, um, but I used even that time as an opportunity, you know, even though I was feeling so much pain, to focus on where am I going? That's all I was. Mm. That's all I was focused on. Where am I going? And it was like I had to deal with the reality, and it was like wow. And of course, you know, it was probably a, a 
an old part of myself trying to hold on and, and show me how weak I am. Like, look, your teeth are falling apart and whatever, you know, and, and it's just like, and I'm just like, no, you know what, where am I going? So even in the dentist's office, you know, I was just doing my visualizations and I would get into this happy feeling state. Um, and, and that's, you know, so I think knowing that it's possible and, and when we stick to our vision, because I think where most people, um, you know, come fall short is, is when, so most people like they get excited, they're reading a book or they've heard a great lecture mm-hmm. and, and they're like, you know what, I am going to, I'm determined, I'm going to change my life and I'm going to become a multimillionaire, whatever, whatever they're focused on. And then, you know, they start doing that and, and neurologically, biologically, their body begins to change instantly. As soon as they're entertaining these thoughts and feelings um, that are in alignment with their source and harmonizing with, with, with you know, this stream of well-being that's always flowing to and through us, um, instantly, you know, and science shows this, that all these changes are starting to happen right away. And then so they start feeling good. And we start moving in that direction. And the whole universe starts moving to bring that to us. But then our own, our own conditioning, like the fan, you know, is still there. And um, so oftentimes something happens in what we call our reality, like a trigger, you know, and it could be, we thought we had more money in, in our bank account and it was actually, you know, minus or overdraft or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all have. And, and then we're triggered. And it's like, ah, and we're right back. And it's like, see, it's like nothing's changing. This isn't working. But, but what's the problem there? What's the challenge? Is that we're giving all of our power again. Now we just, we're in our, we were in our imagination. We were embodying this new reality. We were connected to ourselves. If we were, if, again, if we were connected to um, scientific biological devices, it would be measuring that our genes, our different genes are switching on the electromagnetic um, uh, chemical neuropeptide messengers, you know, uh, different hormones are activated in our, in our body. And, and, you know, you are changing right away. But, but uh, then all of a sudden we gave all of our power to the trigger, to, to the outside world. And we're like, wow, it's like, it's like my bank account is zero. What am I going to do? You know, this isn't working. And, and you're right back to the same old feelings of fear. And the key is, if you would not, if we would, if we could not give our power to the outer and stay in that, you know, and, and that's what I had to do, even in the dentist office, you know, I had to deal with it, but it's like, I'm not going to put my energy here and, and go and spiral downwards. I'm going to stay in this vibration of, of, of what I'm, you know, consciously creating. Oh, that's beautiful. That is uh, fantastic advice. And um, I know many people get uh, super frustrated sometimes because they say, I'm trying, I'm trying, (laughs) I'm trying so hard, you know, Um, and then we emotionally, you know, when things don't work out the way we expect them to, or at least in the timing we expect them to, then we can get frustrated. And then, like you said, sometimes put energy back into the old um, and not, you know, I, I like to tell my students, um, curiosity is a wonderful state to be in. <laughs> so if there's something that isn't, uh, to your preference that's happening right now, like you look at your bank account, you made a mistake, it's minus 500, whatever. Then you go, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Right. And, and yeah. 
humor and curiosity, you're aware of it. So it's not like we're completely like Pollyanna, like nothing's wrong in the world. Everything's perfect. You know, and you're, that's not what you're saying. And that's not what your movie saying is you're not saying ignore your current reality and not deal with it. But what you're saying is don't put emotional energy into that whole, you know, uh, that whole snowball of negative limiting beliefs and emotions and blah, 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 associated with this. So if we can stay in that place of, oh, okay, well, this is what I have to deal with now and be kind of non, like not emotionally invested in that and, and continue being emotionally, you know, spending energy in that new reality more and more and more. It's like, I think Joe Dispenza talks about how, which who, who you've uh, had in your movies before is like, it's like that pathway that's well-worn, and then a new pathway you're forging, it takes a little time to make the new pathway, you know, more like looking like a pathway instead of a jungle. And then the old pathway will just overgrow because you're not using it anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, also being gentle with ourselves and loving mm. ourselves and realizing that when we are triggered, when we do get triggered, when we feel triggered, it's okay. It's, it really is okay. And really the only question is, how long do we want to stay there? You know, right. and it's okay. You, you know, I mean, Bob Proctor, you know, who, who's in I our love Bob. movie. Me too. And, you know, I think we all love him because he's so authentic and he's such a beautiful example and he's so clear with his teachings, you know? And, you know, he, he was, he was, he was giving a talk. This wasn't in our film, but he's giving a talk. And, and, you know, he was talking about, or maybe it was, maybe it was in our film, but we didn't, uh, maybe it was in the additional footage, but he was just like in the, talking about these mothers that it's like my child, you know, as, as my child is learning to walk, they, you know, they might fall. And he's like, there's no might. <laughs> They're going to fall. <laughs> They're going to fall so many times. They're going to crash, you know, and that kind of ties into, um, to, to, to another interview I was doing uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, the woman at the time was um, was doing a seminar with these billionaires and wanted to get in the billionaire club. And she asked them, you know, how do I, how do I get in this club with you guys? And he's like, well, you have to be one, you know? And, and she's like, well, how do I do that? And he mm -hmm. said, Oh, you have to be willing to fail so many times, you know? Mm. And so, realizing that, that, that what we call failure or triggers, not that we're not doing it right. We are doing it right. It's just, it's just okay um, that this happens, but we want to bring our energy, like you said, you know, let's bring our energy to, to energize where we're going instead of what we've always known, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. And I love this compassion piece that you're sharing with us right now, because uh, myself being a recovering perfectionist, um, you know, I've had great difficulty uh, in this space. And, um, you know, there's a part in the movie where you talk about um, how the universe never punishes. Um, there are no victims. And I really love that part of the movie, um, you know, the talking about so some of the you know habits or addictions that we have as, as humans uh, to judge, to blame, uh, even if it's ourselves, um, to shame ourselves, you know, all this this kind of stuff, um, and thinking that if I don't, and this is my past religious you know upbringing, and we talked about conditioning earlier, so the past religious upbringing was like you got to do it right, or else you're you know, or else you're not a good person, or else you go to hell, or else you know, um, and so maybe share a little bit about your 
what you've learned about the this concept, the universe never punishes. There are no victims. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that is um, – people are responding so well to that segment in the movie and, uh, and that voice, that goddess voice, you know, which is actually a, a woman uh, named Leslie Cameron, uh, a dear yes. friend of mine. And, uh, and it comes from that level of, of consciousness through her too, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's communicated to the audience. And then we had that special piece of music uh, by Larissa uh, Gosla uh, uh, designed for, uh, specifically for that. And so, which really opens the heart. And then of course, the words, the narration of truth. And that, and that was, you know, my own direct download that I heard and felt inwardly, and we depicted that in the movie through this goddess voice. I just wanted to give that context, you know? But yeah, you know, this is beyond our conditioning. And this is what happened when, you know, I moved into that space of like, okay, everything in my life was changing. Wow, I manifested my dream girl, wow. But when I connected to this higher part of me, this grand self, it was like, there's nothing better than that. It's like, that's why we're here, I could see it. And I could see this light in every single person, in every single tree and, and, and leaf and, and, you know, and, and everything. And then in, in chairs. And I, and I could see that, er, that what we call material form is mostly light. You know, it's, it's, it's 99.9999% light. You know, science at one time was saying it's space. But now they're realizing that the space, quote unquote, is filled with light. And mm. so... You know, it was like, and, and I saw this, and I could feel it. It was like, this is why we're here. You know, it's to fully merge with this incredible light presence. You know, people call it God or Buddha or whatever, universe. And, and it was just bliss to me and joy. And it was like, this is, this is what it's all about, you know. And, and we all, and I could see that we all have this presence flowing in and through us. But most people um, are in the habit of ignoring it, you know, because of our limiting beliefs covering it up. It's, it's just like we talked earlier. It's like all of our focus and attention is on the clouds, uh, you know, and, and that's right. a powerful analogy. And, and I put that in the movie because, you know, I started traveling really young. And, and then it was like on a cloudy day, we're up in the air and I'm seeing the sun. And I asked the flight attendant to come over and I was like, so the sun like always out like is it always shining it's just we don't think it is because of the clouds you know I mean that's how conditioned I was you know and it was like and that's like our belief but we're living by our condition most people are living by our conditioning non-stop and it's like but this but but who we really are is always there waiting for us in fact you know a lot of people talk about how do we how do we you know get guidance you know how do we receive guidance or how can we get this stream of guidance coming from us and it's like they're coming to us it's always coming you know our our inner presence is always there communicating with us but most of us are in a habit of discarding that guidance and a lot of our conditioning just tosses that out so for example our spirit often guides us it's like you're meant you're meant to do this or, or you know what about doing this and you just feel this joy but then you have a thought, but I can't afford to do that. Or, you know, right. I, I'm, I wouldn't be good at this or, or I've never, I've never done that. And, and so we just, you, you know, we just kind of push it away. 
but it's always there, you know, if we can just listen and, and really be open to, even if it's, if the guidance coming through is beyond anything that we could ever imagine, let's listen to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, you know, I just love those parts of the movie and, and was, you know, very um, touched, especially, you know, with Leslie's voice and, you know, talking about uh, kind of teary, actually, you know, through that part, because it just was a deep knowing and agreement, if you will, resonance uh, with everything, you know, that she said. Um, well, I, I would right. like to know. Now, people didn't, um, you know, watch the movie yet. By the way, we did just did want to just uh, share that uh, link again. It's uh, www.grandselfmovie.com. So grandselfmovie.com is all one word. Um, and, uh, you know, I, people were like, oh, wow, James, you, you, know, you had this dark night of the soul when you were young, and then you, you know, got enlightened. Uh, but that wasn't exactly it. <laughs> so tell us about your dark night of the soul. Right, right, yeah. And I also just wanted to say too, Karen, you know, just to finish answering your question as well, is that like in that state of, of becoming aware of this infinite all-loving presence, it was like, it was like, and that's what inspired that goddess segment, you know, is that, and part of my own healing in that life we were talking about in the, in the film, is, is that this infinite presence doesn't judge us ever. You know, judgment is a man-made concept. So is punishment. And that comes from a place of disconnection. But our, our and we've been so conditioned, you know, and this went in, in through religious programming, unfortunately, and it was a way to control people um, and, and keep them in fear. And, um, you know, and to this day, we, we still unfortunately punish people that are not in alignment with their source. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's not right, you know, and, um, and this is the information that came through in that goddess segment is that, wow, we're all participating and even, and, and there is no victim. And even the people that, that, uh, that seem to be the perpetrators that we, you know, a lot of people say it just comes out of nowhere. It never comes out of nowhere. None of us could ever be victim. There's a vibration in us that's attracting it and a higher understanding I could see that we're attracting it for the purpose of healing. And we always mm. have these opportunities to heal and overcome. And so, yes, it, it's just so beautiful to, you know, disconnect from the programming and conditioning and vibrate at that level of where our source is, you know, that is always loving us. And, you know, there's not even any forgiveness because there was no judgment in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I, I got to say, I, you know, being a, a recovering, I'm also recovering, in addition to being a recovering perfectionist, I'm also a recovering codependent and recovering, um, um, you know, Catholic, as I like to joke about. Um, but, but I read uh, Conversations with God, uh, 1, 2, and 3 from Neil Donald Walsh, and that really shifted my perception of what I had yeah. to be guilty for, which was nothing. <laughs> Because I was so worried about doing something wrong and being against God and, you know, like that's why I, I stuck with a marriage for 16 years that, um, you know, I'd grown out of and was trying my hardest to, to be good and, and to keep it going and, you know, but I was miserable and finally my body broke down and then I ha really had to listen to true guidance and could not believe that, you know, source was telling me to get a divorce. I was like, what? 
you got to be kidding me. You know, like, uh, that's not what religion told me, you know. So um, yeah. the rest of history, how I healed and, and helped a whole bunch of people from that and all that. And, and we have a great relationship, by the way, you know, the ex. Um, but it was, it was hard. Good. So, yeah. So tell us about your dark night of soul. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I had this ex- experience that lasted a year of living, you know, feeling so in harmony with my spirit, manifesting instantly, and just in love with life and myself and and you know it's like and that's the thing a lot of people talk about you know how do we love ourselves it's like you already do all of us we already do when when we recognize who we really are in this magnificent light we just can't help but just loving ourselves and so you know I, I, I felt like I was ascending in my vibration uh constantly throughout that year and I got to a place where I did manifest instantly and, and I was able to, you know, change uh, uh, physical matter instantly, but just wow. by thought alone. And there, and that was a great day for me, but also a, hor- a, a really, you know, challenging day for me. I won't say horrible, but challenging because as I was driving home from that experience, I was laughing and feeling incredible. But then there was a part of me that, that, you know, something didn't feel safe. Something felt scary to be this powerful. And it was like, whoa. And I started spiraling down in consciousness. And that led to me losing that experience. And it wasn't instant. It was actually similar. The fan analogy still applies. I started spiraling down in fear and consciousness, feeling it's not safe to be this powerful. I don't know why. Something bad is going to happen or could happen. Like, I don't want to be this powerful. And I started going in fear. And then I started going in doubt. And yet, my body was still filled with light. I was still shining. Everything in my life was still flowing. Um, but I was starting to change this vibration. And again, in a matter of time, then everything in my, my life changed again for the worse. And I felt like I was that, you know, disconnected teenager again with horrible self-image all over again. And that was my dark night of the soul. And at that time, I wasn't aware. And if I had been, I wouldn't have had to go through it. I wasn't aware. And this is one of the reasons why we we did this movie and put this movie out and, and why I opened myself enough to be vulnerable to do it is because... You know, we want people to realize that they don't have to go through this, you know. But I, I did, and I felt like I completely was lost and abandoned by God. I mean, I, I went into a horrible state of consciousness um, out of fear, and I went into the fear. And when we're in fear, so the clouds, they came back, you know, that I was covered again. But I didn't know that it was my unconscious. You know, as I was ascending my vibration, I didn't know that it was my unconscious beliefs, uh, and I certainly didn't know it had anything to do with past lives. I didn't have that right, awareness. Right, I'm going to ask there. you that next. Yeah, and you know, that was that was creating that fear. I just knew it's like, whoa, it's like it's not it's not safe to be this powerful, and it's like, and so then what do we do? Like, well, if it's not safe, if we don't feel safe and we're in fear, then what do we do? It's like, let's turn it off, you know? It's like, I don't want to be this powerful if it's not safe. And that's exactly what I did. Um, 
you know, and of course, a lot of what I'm, I'm sharing now is, is from the uh, understanding to the inner standing that I've had since. But at that time, you know, as we show in the movie, I just thought it was gone. It was just lost. And I was like, what happened? And I tried everything and I couldn't get it back. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds super scary. Um, and uh, uh, I think it was uh, really uh, amazing how you shared some of this past life stuff. Certainly my, my tribe, you know, um, are kind of all into to that and, you know, discovering for themselves, myself included, that our alternate realities can have an effect even in our physiology and physical bodies. And, and you give some real life examples of that. So maybe you could share a little bit about, um, you know, how your past life affected you and maybe other people. Yeah. And, you know, and I also just want to bring into context, too, I've never gone digging for past lives. I've never, you know, and the beauty about being here and now, where we are now, we're the culmination of all of our past lives. And, and really, probably if we're going to look anywhere, the most powerful place to look is in our, is in our childhood, from, from age zero to six, especially. Um, and, but, you know, for me, you know, I started doing doing these these highly vibrational, you know, sura kriya, you know, sun practices, and um, and a lot of the breathing and everything as part of my journey to try to get this experience back. And spontaneously, I would see these past lives, and I would connect it really emotionally to them, and uh, and I just I just knew them to be true, you know, as real as as anything else, you know, somebody pinches you in the arm. How do, you, how do you prove, you know, that you experience that? It's like, you can't, you just know you did. And also, you know, for me, if, if it's just a figment of imagination, uh, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm not trying to prove the existence of past lives. For me, it was very valuable uh, information that came up and, I, and it gave insight. And so I saw in past lives a theme of every time that I felt like I was living my life, and shining bright, I was killed or tortured. So then why would we want to? And then, of course, there's a lot of evidence to support that, you know, the burning of witches and, and throughout history. And we've been conditioned that anyone that's great is going to be assassinated, uh, all this sort of stuff. And it's like, so I think we all collectively share a belief it's not safe to be in our power. But as, a, as, as these lives started to unfold, I could realize that actually, you know, it, I went into alignment with with the people that were, you know, in certain past lives, you know, people came and, and, and started to, to persecute and all this sort of stuff. But I went into alignment with those thoughts, of, and especially how we show in the movie, the thoughts of guilt. And mm-hmm. as soon as I was in the thoughts of guilt, well, guilt demands punishment. And then I was tortured. And so I thought I was tortured in a past life. But... This is so profound I, I, because, I, because and so many people in spirituality and, and uh, you know, are holding on to the belief it's not safe to be in our power and that we're going to be killed and tortured and burned. And actually, even if you go back to the burning of the witches, you know, now that I've seen this differently, we're invincible in our light. But, but the people that have been tortured and gone through this or burned or whatever, you know, do you think it's possible that they had a belief that maybe it wasn't safe? And, mm-hmm. you know, 
And this is how powerful we are. So I saw in that life and where the life's in Fiji, which in this life I was drawn to. And, you know, we built a, a pyramid home there. And uh, mm-hmm. on the other side of the island from there is where, is where I experienced that torture in a past life. And so, you know, part of my spirit drew me to Fiji. Um, and that was a huge healing in my life. And, um, and, and so anyways, you know, but, but in that case, we saw these villagers coming over to torture me and, and it was like, and I just felt such fear, but it was because I was in alignment with the guilt. And only when I didn't, when I chose not to go into alignment with the guilt, was I invincible and did it play out differently? And then, and then this is where all lives, all past lives are actually parallel. And this is where our present moment is changing our past and our future and creating our future. Um, and so it was a huge healing, pr- profoundly healing and deep experience for me, filled with realization. And, and even then, you know, I lay down, Karen, uh, in Fiji and, uh, you know, in this life. And, and after, as I was going through this healing and towards the end of it, I was like, wow, I know what scared me when I was 17 and I was living that life. I was, I was unconsciously afraid that I would be tortured and I turned it off. I turned it off. I spiraled my consciousness back down. I went into the fear, into the doubt, and then I disconnected from that joyful experience from my inner presence. And it was like, and I had all this love and compassion and tears for myself. And it was like, man, if I would have known that I was ascending my vibration, and as we're doing this, you know, it, it's going to, that light is going to shine in any dark corner of consciousness mm-hmm. that we're holding on to. If I would have had that understanding, that understanding, I wouldn't have had to go through so much pain in my life, which lasted for years before I started to, breakthrough again, you know? Wow, wow. Yes, and hence, you know, the the movie, you know, to help people uh, do this with greater, you know, greater ease, and it's uh, such a gift, and what you're saying is like, you know, having, uh, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> this is a funny analogy, but I, sometimes I'll look at, you know, my house just briefly and go, oh, it's, it's pretty clean, but then, <laughs> but then if I take a flashlight, right, and look in the corners and look at all the dust bunnies and whatever I've collected, I'm like, ew, gross, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Um, exactly. That, yeah, yeah. That that light, you know, will unearth uh, and 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 bring to the surface the healing that still needs to happen, and it's often very uncomfortable, unfortunately, or fortunately. Yeah. It just is what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um. So you know, you mentioned in the movie a couple things that people are interested in my group. Is it possible to regenerate organs? Is it possible for like even resurrection? Um, and you know, what examples do we have of that? Are, are pe- can people live to 300 years old? Is that real? Is that a fairy tale? Can you share a little bit about uh, what you've experienced? Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, to condense the movie into into two hours, we had to leave a lot out. But you know, we have incredible um, footage and an incredible. Uh, information, you know, and uh, and and so uh, Marion Marion O Mace is part of the Russian knowledge uh, in our movie, and uh, and in the bonus footage, you know, you can see her sharing more 
and and the Russian knowledge is incredible technology. So and that comes from Grigory uh, Grabovoy, which he was Gorbachev's right hand man, and he he holds a number of PhDs in mathematics and science. Just a brilliant, brilliant person, and. His job way back when was to psychically examine aircraft uh, for the Russian military and uh, because he could psychically see if there was any problems before the planes took off. And so when he was on that, um, all of the planes, so he would identify it and it's like, you know what, there's something wrong with the tail here, there's something wrong with the mechanical uh, problem, so you know, fix that before you take off. And and so when he was doing that, uh, there were no more crashes. None of the crashes were happening. And then as he evolved, he began fixing the planes energetically with his mind. And that was mm-hmm. phenomenal. And then as that, as that evolved, he began healing people with his mind. And then as that evolved, he began teaching others how to do it themselves. And so, you know, and, and some of, some of the, the footage you can even find on, on the internet um, of these Russian, ordinary Russian housewives that have gone through such pain in their lives and, and, and had such a challenging life, um, have regrown their own organs and with wow. medical documentation. And some of the medical documentation they, they sent to our film. And I can comment on that in a moment. But seeing the light in their eyes and what they say, and they're just like, you know, and, and they've lived a very tough life, and many of them are quite a bit older. And they're just like, you know, we weren't taught this, and we didn't know this, but now we do. And now, you know, we have the medical evidence that, that I redrew my organ. What else can I do? And it's just so moving and so powerful, you know, and, and, you know, I was sent to one of the medical documents was this huge long document, and I was like, okay, you know, I just asked my higher self, show me what I need to see, and I just scrolled through it randomly, and it stopped right on um, uh, what a patient was saying, and she said, before I started applying the Russian knowledge technology, she's like, I 100% knew that I could heal, and I 100% believed it to be true and there was no doubt in my mind that I I would not be you know not regrowing my organ and she did it and uh, and the medical evidence showed you know it's like wow so incredible things now this is not common information in our world yet but it's happening in our world yet and it is factual and it is real and you know there's still an older vibration of lack where a lot of people that have been in control uh, of, of pharmaceuticals and, uh, and, and the medical system and all this sort of stuff, they try to discredit, they try not to have that information out. But even as we're shifting our vibration collectively, this information is available and it is coming out. But, but I agree, it is not, it is not common yet. It, not, not everyone is doing it yet, obviously, but people are doing it. Mm. Oh, that is amazing. And I remember seeing, I believe it was in your What If, what if film about um, a, a guy who was, uh, found out that there was some inmate that kept regrowing his teeth over and over again. And uh, when he interviewed him, said, well, I just never knew you only got two sets. 
<laughs> Do you remember? Uh, you know, I get shivers even when you say that. In fact, I was talking uh, with Dan Berlay, and he was one of the, he, he was the person in the movie talking about that. And that was an inmate that was in for life named Stork and a maximum security penitentiary. Uh, and so Dan Berlay and Leonard Orr, who's in the movie too, it was them that were down there working. Uh, and they weren't there for the purpose of his teeth. They were working with inmates oh. with the breath work, just helping them heal. But it came oh, out okay. with talking to him, he was getting in fights constantly and constantly getting his teeth knocked out. He was a real pro- problematic inmate. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, that's why they wanted to work with him to see if the breath work would help him and calm down and get in less fights. And anyways, they realized that his teeth were always regrowing like, like six or seven times that he would get six or seven sets of teeth. And when they questioned him about that, they realized this guy grew up on the streets. He had no education. Um, he had no guidance. He had nothing. And, and the positive part of that is no one gave him the idea that you only get two sets of teeth. And so he wasn't <laughs> given that conditioning. So here he was, this guy is not, you know, feeling connected to his source or harmonized with the divine. This guy, you know, will knock your lights out if you look at him wrong. And actually, so when they were questioning about his teeth, he got very upset because he thought they were making fun of him. And he was like, he, he was like making it up. They're like, he's like, what do you mean people only get two sets of teeth? And it's like, are you guys playing me? Like for him, it was the most real, natural, normal thing that when they introduced the idea that no, like, stork, like, like almost everybody only gets two sets of teeth and you're getting these multiple. And, and he was so convinced that that's just how life is that he thought they were lying about the two sets of teeth. Wow. So, so very beautiful. And, you know, Dan says something, Dan Berlay says something so, so powerful in the movie right after he shares this segment. And he said, he said something to the effect of, I'm paraphrasing, and he's like, he's like, wow. He's like, what would happen if I didn't, if I wasn't conditioned with these limiting beliefs about things in life? And it's like, yeah, like anything is possible. There truly are no limits except for what, if, except for how we limit ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, I just love that. I will always remember, you know, that part of the movie, because for me, that was brand new as well. Um, I had never heard of this guy, you know, in, in prison and getting multiple teeth. And um, so I'm sure people are wondering, well, how do we remove these limiting beliefs? Because there's like a whole field of consciousness that we're part of, as, uh, you know, people call it the collective unconscious or mass consciousness, um, that, you know, the mass consciousness belief is that there is such a thing called cancer, if you will. And so even if we believe that we can completely heal from cancer, there's a collective consciousness belief that cancer exists and continues to exist and quote unquote, it's incurable, which is not true. But anyway, so, so if we're tuned into that and we don't know we're tuned into that, like how do we, we can consciously go, well, I don't want to believe that. Right. So I'm not going to believe it, but there's all this subconscious. So how do we remove the limiting beliefs subconsciously? Well, you know, and that's where uh, I feel retraining comes in, you know, and, um, and there's a little conscious effort involved in, first of all, examining, you know, being willing to look at the unconscious thoughts that we've been, or look at the thoughts that we've been unconsciously thinking, you know, and if I would have done that at 17, I wouldn't have had to go into such a dark night of the soul. I could have just gone to my next level 
uh, of, of ascending my vibration. But that's okay because it was learning is, is, is what I needed to learn. And, uh, and, and, you know, we all have our own path. But, um, you know, so I think the first step is examining what are we really, what's going on in our vibration. And, you know, our unconscious thoughts, a lot of people think, you know, that these deep subconscious beliefs are so, you know. Embedded? Uh, so what? Embedded? Yeah, yeah, and are so kind of like like impossible to overcome, and we've been thinking them for so long. And actually, you know, a deep subconscious belief is is just a thought that we that we're continuing to think, and we've done it so well that that it now operates subconsciously. So it's just like when we're driving, when we learn to drive a standard, or if we're just driving a car, uh, we can go across the city. And then we realize, whoa, how did I get here? I don't even remember how I got here. And it's because you weren't conscious when you were driving. And you were thinking about something else. But so something was driving the car, and you've driven a car so many times that your subconscious was driving the car and, and drove you to, the, to your destination. And so it's the same with the belief. It's just a thought. I mean, what is a belief? It's just a thought that you continue to think. It's a thought that you've accepted to be true about yourself. So take unworthiness, for example, I'm unworthy or I'm, or I'm not good enough. That can be very unconscious. So, so consciously, you're not, you're, not, you're not thinking about that thought. <clears throat> but underneath, that thought is very much running your life. And so, how, so, so the first step, you know, is what we always say is let's become aware. The minute we bring awareness to that, it's like, okay, you know, we're such powerful beings. If we're not happy with what's happening in our lives, any, any person, place, thing, time, event, circumstance, situation, any, any feedback in our reality, you know, the mirror, uh, anything, uh, our body, uh, our, um, our medical results, anything like that, that, that does not feel good to us, that means we're not in harmony. And that means we're not in harmony. These reflections are showing that our thoughts, our predominant thoughts, and feelings, our vibration is not in harmony with our source. So that's wonderful feedback. And we can realize, okay, well, let's harmonize with our source. And how, how do we do that? You know, in our film, we share, you know, I've traveled the world um, to, to find, you know, incredible technologies that can help and aid us. And we do have them right now where, like, we, we showcase uh, Chris Walton, the Gamma Mindset, where you can go into the gamma brainwave state, which, you know, there's a lot of people that are still spending weekends and, and weeks and weeks trying to get people into meditating into alpha and theta to relax and change beliefs and then hopefully eventually gamma. Whereas, you know, uh, with Chris Walton, he shows us how to get into gamma in a matter of seconds or minutes. And that's the optimal brainwave state you know, to reprogram our subconscious mind. So everybody, most scientists talk about, and psychologists talk about zero to six, most of our programming uh, Uh absorbs like a sponge. And it's not because we were zero to six. It was because of our brain waves between zero to six are in these very susceptible states. In fact, mostly theta. And everything that we're seeing and hearing and feeling is just, is just going in directly the download to our subconscious. And so if you think about the things you've learned during these highly susceptible ages, 
you know, th this is still active in most people's lives. And in that sense, we're acting like, like children all the time. <laughs> and, and because of that program, we haven't updated our programming. And so, you know, with the gamma mindset, we can do this very quickly and, and transforming beliefs. And for example, I was working with a woman in a live seminar in British Columbia, British Columbia, Canada. And, and she had many, many friends and neighbors in the room. And she, she had chronic pain for like 20 years or something, or most of her life. And she could hardly move. And part of the gamma is you move into a, into a certain mudra or posture. And um, she could hardly do that. And she was crying. And it was just such, so pain for her. And she got, she got to her root core belief a little bit earlier in the seminar. And then when she applied the gamma, her pain was completely gone. And everyone in the room like was gasping because it was wow. like, it was gone. And then it was so gone that she even started to say, you know, I, I, I really, you know, it really, you know, over the last 10 years, probably, I, I really didn't have that much pain. And, and you know, I didn't know her, but people in the room started almost attacking her, saying, are you kidding me? You know, all we've ever seen with you is tears and pain. And, and it's like, as we return to our natural state, it's almost like we forget. It doesn't matter how long we've been there. It's like we, we forget because it's so normal to it. I checked in with her a few years later. The pain never came back. I checked in with her a couple of years after that. The pain never came back. So that was, I think, five years. And I think that's how long it's been. Um, oh, that's and, beautiful. So, yeah, you know, this is the thing. And, and she let go of a limiting belief about herself that she was living by that was the, the cause of all of, the, all of the physical pain. I mean, it's literally, you know, seemingly magical. But now, you know, and thanks to Joe Dispenza and uh, especially Bruce Lipton and Dawson Church, who's great scientists, yes. they're showing now scientifically that it's really not so miraculous. You hear a story like this, uh, but now scientifically, it's actually not because there's a field of consciousness that surrounds ourselves and that field of consciousness says, uh, I, I deserve to suffer. I'm guilty. You know, we're creating a dissonance vibration around that cell and disease is going to set in. And the minute that we free our consciousness up and that field of consciousness is, is in harmony with who we are, which is, I love myself. I deserve to thrive. When we're thinking these thoughts and feelings, embodying this vibration that is in alignment with our source, which is unconditional love, then the cells are responding instantly. And this is what the research shows in the scientific studies, you know, that really show this. But in seconds, when you start changing your vibration, we talked about this at the beginning, and I'll just elaborate a little more, because the second we start doing it, the second we, we start aligning our vibration, our body responds. So it's, it's happening. Mm. It, it's not a matter of like, is this working? Is it it's working. But the challenge is like we said earlier too, we don't sustain that vibration. We go to a workshop. In fact, Dr. Joe Dispenza has been working to overcome this, this problem. People are going to the workshop. They're getting in this high vibration. They're healing in a weekend. But they're, many of them are going back uh, to their old environment, their old, their old state of being. And right, right. It's not, it's not sticking. And he's, he's open about this. He's working with it to overcome. 
And, um, and you know, so, so again, it's our state of being. If we can sustain that state of being beyond, you know, a few seconds, beyond a few minutes, beyond, you know, a trigger that happens in our outer reality, um, you know, and many people doing this work, we're talking about Dr. Joe, many people have been getting into these high states of being and they're like, I just know that my cancer is gone. They have no mm. doubt that their cancer is gone. They're feeling better inside. They go to the doctor to get tested and they're and, and looking forward to the results. And they say, I'm sorry, it's spread. It's worse than you were here, than when you were here last time. Now, many people would tend to give up at that point, but the right, people right. Happen, they still go back into that vibration and they're like, you know what? The fan, it's the fan. Um, where, where do I want to be? I'm already feeling something in me that I felt I was healed, but it's not showing up in my body yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue to sustain that. And the ones that do, they go back and the results are like, we can't figure this out, but you're healed. <laughs> it's gone. You don't have wow. cancer. Yeah. And, and this has happened over and over. And, you know, I mean, I had a client that, you know, some of the, some of the people that call, I got a client that went to two or three, I think it was two, um, different opinions uh, around, and they, and they both said, or all, maybe it was three. Anyways, uh, the medical professional said that he needs emergency back surgery uh, for herniated disc, uh, and he decided that he would rather use his mind, his thoughts and feelings, and vibration to create a more natural healing. Um, and so I worked with him uh, one-on-one, and uh, he, he, he regularly would go back in, I think every week or every two weeks for checks. And they, they would say, and he would say, I'm doing the, doing these, these kind of crazy things, you know, changing up my mind. And they're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But they would go in and they're like, well, actually, yeah, it seems to be an improvement. And then he would go in again and they're like, so what are you doing? And then he'd go in again and they said, it's, we can't explain this. Uh, but it's as if your your back is regrowing itself and, and fixing itself. And it's wow. like, this is the power that we have with our with our vibration. And, and we're so powerful, you know, the, but, but we're in a vibration based on our conditioning that has created a self-image that makes us feel separate from our source. So we're so powerful. We're creating every day, every moment, as you well know. But we're, but we're, impe- we're in the habit of impeding our true power. So if we're thinking we're not enough and not deserving, you know, we're reducing the, the energy flow to and through us from our source. When that happens, we're reducing the bio photons. When that happens, you know, we start to become feeling weak and lethargic and tired. And, and as we persist with that, stay in the resistance. So this is the, this is the key. We're in habits of resisting our source yes, and our yes. living beliefs about ourselves, create that resistance. And then mistakenly, you know, we say, that's just how life is. And every, oh, almost every society and every country uh, are faced with cancer and, and, and poverty and, and struggles and pain and mental health issues. And because of that, and we see this, we're like, but this is just how it is. And then, and then our programming was, well, that's just life. Deal with it. You know, uh-huh. and it's like, but just because, just because it's common in our world to live in a disconnected state, and, and these are the ages of darkness, right? And we're moving into the age of light, which just means 
awakening and allowing ourselves. But but when we when we stayed in these patterns and we observe it everywhere, we think that's just how it is. But just because it's common, I say this often, does it does not mean it's normal. It is abnormal. It is not right. That's why it doesn't feel good to us. Does it feel good to be sick? Does it feel good to be broke? Does it feel good to have no energy? No. Why? Because because it's not in harmony with our source and our inner guidance signals this that this is not how things are. But then we're taught that this is just how life is and just accept it. And, you know, and we give our power away again to the outer. But now we're changing. We're changing collectively. We're realizing, hey, our, all the facts, all of the evidence in our life, all the hospitals that are in existence, all the morgues taking it to the next level uh, that are in existence, what if they're there because of our beliefs that create our reality? And that's exactly why they're there. So as we start changing and harmonizing with source, we're going to create a different world. Every aspect will reflect something back in harmony with our thoughts, feelings, you know? Mm. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. And uh, yes, thank you for that. I, you know, one of the questions that came up, which I think you covered, but if you wanted to add a little bit to it is that, you know, um, you know, you mentioned earlier that there aren't any limits, uh, you know, maybe stop aging uh, or reverse aging. Obviously somebody can regrow teeth they can, and regrow organs. They can do that. Um, but, you know, one example is like, you know, an argument, uh, which is like, well, hey, you know, the, the guy who played Superman back in the old days, he jumped off the building thinking he could really fly and he died. So, you know, there are limits. So can you qualify you know, what we're talking about as far as uh, limits and being unlimited? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I personally don't feel there are any limits other than what we totally believe. So if somebody, if somebody truly knows, you, you know, it's like, uh, it's like the first time I walked on fire, you know, I had fears that I was, and we, and we discussed this. We were doing a lot of chanting for the purpose of getting in a high vibration. And, um, and it was filmed by the Discovery Channel. And, uh, and, you know, I was nervous and I was like, well, what if I light up? It's like, what's the biggest fear? It's like, well, what if I light up and catch fire? You know, that's the biggest yeah. fear. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, and, and the person that was facilitating that said, you know, it's as important. It's so important to honor yourself. It's as important to, if you're not feeling in the, you're in that state where you can do anything to not walk on the cold mm. and uh, to really honor yourself. But if you are in that state of knowing, of complete knowing where there's no doubt, you know, Bruce Lipton in our first movie talks about, it's like being, being pregnant, you know, it's like you, you're either pregnant or you're not. And so there's no <laughs> in between. And so same with belief, you know, you either believe it or you, you think you believe it or you hope you believe it. So I got into the state and I was standing in front of the cold and I was feeling invincible and I knew I could do it, and I walked, mm. and I walked over them, and I felt nothing, n nothing. I, it almost felt cool under my feet, and I was glad <laughs> that it was being filmed, because my mind started to doubt, and I was like, and I was able to see the playback, and I was able mm. to see, wow, I really did walk on them, okay, they really were red hot, wow, I really did do it, and then I, I decided to walk again. This time, I just had a little bit of a doubt, a little bit of a fear creep in, um, but it still felt okay to walk. And I walked, but I felt the heat this time. I didn't burn uh, at all, but uh, 
or blister or anything, but it was just interesting. The first time I felt so invincible, it literally felt cool under my feet. So, you know, it has to be a knowingness that is all the way through our ourselves, without a doubt. When we're at that level, there's no limits. Just like that woman, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. growing an organ is an impossibility in medical science, in current medical science, and in, in the general understanding, the mass consciousness of that, and yet there's medical evidence. And, you know, how a lot of these people review the evidence because it doesn't fit into how they've been taught is they look, they call it a, um, a spontaneous remission often or an right. act of God. And, and there's all these cases, which really means they don't understand they, or they're right. not allowed in their system to really, to really, you know, study it, follow up on it and, and learn from it, you know? Right. We're just going to ignore it. It's just like an outlier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those are great, great, great examples. Um, yeah. And, and I just, I just want to add to that too, Karen, because I think it's really important, you know, that until we know that, you know, we don't just go to the 10th floor of a building and jump off, you know, I think there's a real practicality to honoring where we're at, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and that that's okay. And yes, you know, we have the power to fly. That is possible, you know, because there are no limits. And so that is possible. But if we don't know that through all of ourselves yet, then we are going to fall from the 10th floor. And so let's be real and practical about that. And um, until we're at that level where we know we can, you know. Mm, yes, sage advice. Yes, thank you. And I have a funny story to tell you about uh, when when I was at a workshop and we were walking through the hot coals and, and everybody is a different stage of, you know, their belief system. And for me, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. You know, well, and, and at that time, I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. So that's a, that's a good place to be. So I was excited about that. And then my, my husband was um, we were at the hotel getting ready for this part of the event. And he was play fighting with me. And um, this sounds gross, but, but somehow he stepped on my toe or something. And the whole my big toe tail knot ripped off. So now I'm hobbling around bleeding. Okay, and this is like 15 minutes before we're supposed to walk on the hot coals, yeah. and and you know, and we have the celebration beforehand, and I'm trying to pre- like pretend, oh, I'm alright, like I'm not, I don't even want to show my friends and make them nervous because they were already nervous. He was nervous, other people were nervous. I wasn't until that moment, okay, because <laughs> I was like, I can barely walk. Okay, how the heck am I gonna do this, right? I'm bleeding, and I'm trying not to bleed, you know. And then my, we're in this dance, and and my girlfriend kind of was like wondering why I was sitting down and not dancing, you know, before the celebration and the firewalk. So she grabs me and I literally fall to the ground. She goes, Oh oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, I start bursting into tears. And I'm like, Oh, it's all ripped off, ripped off and I'm bleeding. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I'm, and, and the thing is, is that it's like spirit was challenging me say, Oh yeah. Okay. So this seems easy to you and, and it isn't easy for other people. So we're, we're just going to give you an extra little bit of help here. So then I felt challenged to do the walk and I accepted help. They had these other helper people on the sides to help you walk through. Now in my case, I was hobbling. So that was very helpful, you know, to walk on the, on the coals. Um, and and uh, so I did, and it was awesome. But I just thought it was very humorous afterwards. Going, oh yeah, I needed to manifest <laughs> that little accident beforehand so that I could have my own growth experience. Um, and some people actually took pictures of us uh, with these, you know, old film cameras. You know, with the, you know, in dark when you're in the dark, you can still see. Anyway, so there were all these um, 
it was fascinating because because when they were taking pictures of James and I, you could see all these orbs around us. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, but but when we took pictures of other people, we didn't see it, uh, which was curious. You know, I didn't know too much about it at the time, but somebody pointed out and goes. They're like, oh, my God, look at all these orbs around you. I'm like, what What are orbs? <laughs> They're like, you know, white stuff. And I was like, uh, it's not just bad filming. They go, no, no, no. You see, when when there's a picture of that person, they don't have orbs. But you and James, there's these orbs. I was like, huh, interesting. So we go do another rabbit hole. Anyway, I needed to share that firewalking story with you. Guys. <laughs> um, yeah. In retrospect, it was funny. Um, so, so James, we're ending our time together. It's been such a pleasure, you know, to interview you, to know what you're up to, helping us with growing and our consciousness and change. Um, how can people learn more? So we talked about going to thegrandselfmovie.com, but how can people learn more, experience more, maybe, you know, do the gamma thing, you know, karma brainwave state thing. Can you share with us that? Yeah, you know, absolutely. So as soon as you go to grandselfmovie.com, and uh, whether you uh, purchase a digital copy or whether you just watch it one time as a rental, um, we gift you uh, the first three modules of our, our Movies Companion online course. And that is a step-by-step system that we put together that I wish I had, uh, mm. you know, earlier in my life, where um, it really helps to retrain your vibration. And we touch on gamma in there uh, and some incredible modalities from people in the film. And, uh, you know, but, uh, and also, you know, we, we, we have um, uh, Maureen Edwardson, who we didn't, we didn't talk about in this interview, but, you know, another beautiful technique that I feel is really next level um, that, that almost works beyond the comprehension of the mind at the superconscious level where we just are able to shift our vibration uh, so, so quickly, uh, just, just like the gamma. And so, you know, and I always say I'm for whatever, for whatever works. I, I, put, Me too. I, put, I put some of the most powerful modalities that I've found that have worked for me and my clients in the film, but there's more. And, and I'm sure there's more I'm not aware of. And, uh, and we're learning more all the time, but, but I'm noticing the common denominator is the power of the present moment. What mm-hmm. vibration are we in right now? Are we still unconsciously thinking those old thoughts? And if we are, you can, you can predict how your life is going to unfold. It's going to be about the same as always been and progressively worse. And if we're in a state of being where we're harmonizing in this moment with our source and we're feeling magnificent and worthy wealthy and deserving and lovable you know what in as long as we sustain that that is going to create our future and we literally will have circumstances and people reflecting back that new proof of who we are mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that oh, is yes. the key and how whatever modality people use you know to to move from a state of worry and anxiousness and fear and disconnection and pain and suffering into more joy and harmony. I'm for, you know, so whatever works (laughs) for people and uh, anything that shifts your vibration for the better, it's like that, that is the key because that's what's creating everything in our life. Uh, It just, to me, it's so simple and we, we, we know the fundamentals. Most people know the fundamentals really well. And, but the practicing it and the embodying that 
consistently is is really really the the uh, where we fall short if we're not doing that. That's where it's like you know. So that's the goal. And uh, and again, you know, just to summarize, getting triggered and stuff that comes up and happens and challenges. It's okay. It's totally okay. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. And it's just the old conditioning trying to hold on. And uh, and that's it. You know. And we mentioned Dr. Joe Dispenza. Neurologically, you know, I learned from him that that in our brains, neurologically, when we start this new this new state of being, I, I love myself and life is amazing and I'm in gratitude. And, uh, you know, that instantly is having biological changes instantly. But there's also, from our old past conditioning, there's all these gangs of neurons that are firing and wiring together, as he, as yes. he always said, you know, that, that, you know, sounds like inner voices in our head. And then it's just like, that's not true. You're not lovable. Look at this person, how they treated you today. And you're not lovable. Remember, your your boyfriend left you and cheated on you. You're not lovable at all. And so, but as we continue to bring our focus back to to that thought, to make that predominant, is what happens, he says, neurologically, is, is it starts to steal glue from the neighboring circuits, which is our mm-hmm. old thought. And then bind this circuit that's predominant and so because there's only so much neural glue to go around in the brain which is so funny you know so literally <laughs> steal it from those old circuits to whatever you're constantly thinking about and this is real science and what happens when it steals the neighboring glue those circuits well they literally cease to exist they call that pruning in neuroscience and mm-hmm. then what happens to those memories they become wisdom in the soul and, mm. and there's no more emotional charge on them. It's like, yeah, I used to feel this about myself, but I can't even relate to that anymore. I don't feel that that's real. And then when that happens, everything in your life starts to change. But what do most people do? They give power to, to this new state of being for a little bit of time. And then they give power to, to the old. And they're like, yeah, you're, you're right. I've never been financially successful. So, yeah, the chances of me being financially successful probably won't happen. Yeah, you're right. So they listen to that and they go back to those old familiar vibrations. But if we don't do that, if we choose to be in there, and remember, it's not huge effort. Effort's the enemy. It's really pleasurable. It's vibrating where we truly want to be. It's vibrating feeling good. I think the effort is being aware that, you know what, I'm not going to think this old draining way anymore. And I'm going to stay with this vibration until I can prove it for myself in my reality. So everything in my reality, all my facts are now reflecting this new belief, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And uh, like, uh, you know, some people think, oh, it's so much discipline and, uh, you know, and I think, yeah, there's some discipline, there's some practice for sure. But uh, like you said, it's pleasurable. I mean, it feels good to feel good. Um, so that yeah. part is, is like, okay, yes, there, there's sometimes we are aware that we don't feel good, and, but we can bring awareness and going, oh, I can make a choice here. So there's discipline there, but it, it's not this momentous horrible you know discipline that we we have judgment about because i gotta tell you you know people have felt bad for a really long time and that feels worse well and that takes way more energy and effort yes. 
to live, to resist, then it does mm-hmm. to let go. You know, yes. and letting go means, you know, letting go of the limiting beliefs that are obscuring our greatness and harmonizing with them. And again, the more, the more we do that, and a real simple, easy way, you know, a, te- a really quick technique is, is pivoting. And most of us have heard about that. And I think that term originally came from Abraham. And so if something happens, you're triggered in your life, and it's like, ah, here I am again. This is really tough. And it's like, you ask yourself, you know, uh, like allow those feelings in, and, and, you know, you don't want to resist them. You just allow, and it's like, yeah, okay, so you're feeling upset, and, you know, and it's like, how, how do you want to feel? And how would you feel if, you know, you were already there? And then naturally we just, the mind starts to go to that because it's joy and it's in harmony with us. And it's like, oh, I would feel so good. I would feel relieved. And, and you just watch a person's shoulders, you know, relax and, and they begin to harmonize instantly. It's like, oh, I feel so good. I just feel happy. And you know what? I'd also, I'd be doing this and I'd be doing that. And I'd be, and all of a sudden they're in that vibration, just like that, you know? Oh, I like that. I like that. And, and uh, um, you know, instead of the mind being the master, the mind is the servant, you know, of, of that part of us, the soul, if you will. So we can use that monkey mind in a positive way <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah. do that pivot and rewiring. Oh, that is fantastic. So just want to share with everyone again, the website for to watch the movie and to get the bonuses is Grand self movie all one word dot com and you can connect with um you know the folks james there and and uh, like i said the bonuses in the movie so you can either rent the movie buy the movie and and get the bonuses highly recommended and uh, i'm I'm really glad to have james here on the show today uh, at this time because you know um i'm super excited about the launch of my sensitivity is your superpower book which is really about this empowering and it really segues perfectly (laughs) you know between you know the movie and and i just love that this this energy is building, you know, this consciousness energy is building all over the world and different people being inspired to share it from different perspectives and different ways. Um, so it's a, it's a perfect, you know, resonance uh, for all of us contributing to the, to the, the growth and evolution of humanity. So James, thank you so much for your time and being on the show today. Well, thank you too. And thank you for doing what you're doing too, Karen, you know, and, and you said it, the more information that is out there through books, through film, media, whatever, the more we, the more easier it is for us to remember who we are and to harmonize Mm -hmm. and remember our true state. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And we want to thank everyone for listening in today until next time. Bye for now. Thank you, James. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.